Luke chapter number nine. It just keeps getting worse over there. Yes. Luke chapter nine. And uh, let's all stand together. We're going to start reading in verse number 37. And we're going to read through uh, verse number 44. Luke chapter nine, starting in verse number 37. We'll read responsibly through verse number 44. I'm talking a little bit here these last few weeks about uh, trying to get something outside of ourselves, uh, taking another, uh, getting God more involved in our lives. I don't believe that God ever intended for the Christian to live a normal type of life like everybody else. I think God wants to do something uh, more spectacular or more miraculous through us. Greater works than the works that he did can we do. The Bible says, but the Spirit is in us, and He has gone to the Heavenly Father. Um, everybody in the world uh, functions. Everybody in the world has things happen, good and bad. Everybody in the world, they, uh, they make things work. Uh, but that's not how God intended for the Christian to live. I think that once we've been saved, God wants us to, to live a little more of a supernatural life of having uh, blessings and uh, things like that happening in our life. And so I uh, preached to you tonight on uh, along those lines again. So Luke chapter 9, verse 37, and we'll read responsibly through uh, verse number 44. So verse 37, And it came to pass that on the next day when they were come down from the hill, much people met him together. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, Look upon my son, for he is my only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out. And it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly uh, departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered, uh, every one at all the things that Jesus did, he said unto his disciples together, Let these sayings sink down into your ears. For the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. And let's pray. Father, please, I pray that you'd help us to listen tonight, to be stilled and, and to uh, be calm and understand what the Spirit of God does have for us today. Uh, help us to uh, not be distracted by the hotness in here and the heat um, or the activities of uh, the teenagers leaving tonight. Uh, but rather, let us be here right now. Uh, for the truth at hand, in Jesus' name, amen.
Shall we? Father, please, I pray that you do something here today. Uh, give us what we need in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. We read here about Peter, James, and John, and Jesus are all coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration. As they come down from the mountain, Jace, be quiet. As they come down from the mountain, a man brings his child uh, to, uh, to Jesus and those few disciples. He brings his child to him, and, and, and suddenly we see that this child, the devil comes upon him. And this, de- this child begins uh, foaming at the mouth and tearing his clothes off, and just, just out of control, uh, obviously afflicted by the devil or some demon. And the dad said to Jesus, he said, while you and the other three were gone, I besought the other nine disciples. I came and and tried to get the other nine disciples to help me. And I came to them and asked them, would they please take care of this, uh, the devil and cast the devil out of my son? He said, I asked them to, but they could not cast out that demon. Down in verse number 43, we find that Jesus then uh, heals him. And everyone was amazed at the power of God that came from Jesus Christ as he cast out that demon and that young boy went away very sane. They said this, they said, we came to your disciples, but they could not cast him out. They could not cast him out. Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Um, they, uh, they did not have the same power, listen, that Jesus Christ had. Jesus had obviously a power that they did not have because he brings them to the nine and they could do nothing. They tried, but they could do nothing. He brings them to Jesus and immediately Jesus heals the boy and the devil is cast out. Jesus rebukes the other nine disciples for this and he says, how long am I going to be with you? How long will I be? I'm not going to be with you forever. At some point, you guys got to get this down. At some point, you've got to figure out how to cast out the devil. You have to understand how to get the power of God because I will not be here forever. You must get that same mighty power of God. I wonder tonight, how many uh, or how often do people come to us and we send them away empty because we cannot find the right power or the right help to give to them. 
And so they walk away empty. How often do people come to you and I and they ask us to pray for something and we may pray, but nothing seems to happen. We pray, but honestly, we might as well not have prayed because nothing changed. Nothing happened. We try to take the good news of salvation to somebody, but it's just telling a story and they walk away unsaved. They walk away the same as how we met them, and there was no change that took place. They don't get saved. I wonder why that is. Because we don't have the same power, perhaps, that Jesus Christ had. I heard somebody say one time, uh, 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 bring your friends to Aurora Baptist Church because everybody there is going to get saved. That's a good testimony. I hope that's true. I hope people come here. And I, boy, it was good that what we have this morning, I think five, five saved and four baptized this morning. And, and that's exciting. Though That's the way it ought to be. People ought to be coming and getting saved and getting baptized and coming back and getting saved and getting baptized on a regular basis. It ought to be a normal event at a church for that to happen. But I wonder how often do we try to talk to somebody individually and yet they walk away in the same condition of how they came. They encounter us perhaps at work. And they come to us at work and, and, and they maybe ask us for help or ask us for prayer. And yet we step out and we try, but nothing seems to happen because we're not any different than had they asked a lost man to pray for them. They come to our ministry, but they leave in the same condition as they came. I don't want anybody to ever come to a Roar Baptist church and leave in the same condition as they came. I either want them to leave happy or leave mad. I want them to leave having got something, either being convicted or rejoicing, but, but come and change and leave a little different than how you came. Think about this. These nine disciples now, they've been with Jesus for a good solid three years now. They've been with Jesus and... No doubt, they started dressing like Jesus. They knew the lingo of how Jesus would talk. They copied what Jesus would do. They copy his walk, copy his words, copy his actions, copy his mannerisms. They probably combed their hair just like Jesus. They probably shined their sandals just like Jesus. They probably uh, uh, traveled where Jesus traveled. They knew him and they copied him and, and they knew how he cast out devils. And I wonder when this man brings this child who's, who's obviously demon possessed and he brings him to the, the disciples and said, can you help me and cast this devil out? I wonder the disciples like, hey, 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 I know what to do. Remember that one time he spit on the ground and picked the spit up and put it on the, let's try that. Or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, remember the time that I remember one time he, he kind of put his hand over the person. This is what he said. And I wonder if they went through all the right actions and all the right mannerisms. However, there was no change and there was no power in what they were doing. Why? These, there's one thing thou lackest. There's one thing they lacked. They knew the right words. They knew what to say. They knew how to do it. They knew how to, how the, 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 how to dress, and they knew the, the, the Jesus lingo, but they were missing the power of God. I want you to take your Bibles and go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy tonight in chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. And uh, look at verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, he said, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those things that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Boy, if that doesn't, if that doesn't uh, uh, lay out a picture of America today. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now look at verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. They, 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 they dress like the godliness. They talk like godliness. They walk like godliness. They have the right mannerisms of godliness. And yet there's no power in their godliness. I wonder, do we kneel when we pray? Are we, we kneel the right way. We have a prayer closet. We say the right words and we pray the right words. But they are denying the power thereof. We go out soul winning and we, and we have the right Bible. We have the right tracks. And we talk to the lost people. And we say all the right words. And, and we go and we can recite the, 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 the gospel point by point, And we can go through with somebody. And they walk away having been unaffected whatsoever. Because we have a form of godliness. But deny the power thereof. Remember the Shunammite woman? Elisha was, uh, uh, had come. And, and the this, this Shunammite woman had been good to him for many years. And he came and said, what shall I do for this lady? I know she has no child. I'm going to pray that God gives her a child. Before he even prays, he tells his servant, go tell her she's going to have a baby in nine months from now. That's how confident he was in his prayer life. He goes over and, and tells her she's going to have a baby. And, and sure enough, nine months later, she has a baby. The power of a man of God like Elisha. Elisha uh, uh, sent his uh, servant, Gehazi, over there. And she told, him, told the lady and she didn't have a baby. A few years pass. One day that child fell sick. The child comes, lays in his mother's lap, and the child dies. The mother frantically puts the child down and, and gets up and, and gathers her things and, and takes off and, and rides to go to the man of God's house to find him. And says, listen, there's a, my child that you gave me, the child is dead. Please, you've got to come help me. And I can see Elisha saying, I can't come right now. I'm kind of busy. Gehazi, you go take care of it. You've been with me for many years. You've been my servant. You've watched me in action. You know how I pray. You know how I've raised people up. You know how I feel the sick. Gehazi, you go. I can't go, but you go take care of it. The Bible says that Gehazi came and he found the child and he takes his staff and passes his staff over the child just like Elisha would. But nothing happened. He said the same words that Elisha would say, but nothing happened. He returns to Elisha and says, yes, sure enough, the child's dead. And Elisha says, I will go myself. And Elisha comes back and raises that child from the dead. What is the difference? The difference is Gehazi had a form of godliness, but he denied the power thereof. There is a great power in God that he wants to give to his people to do his work. Let's not just look like Christians. Let's not just look powerful. Let's not just look like godliness. Let's not just be that way. Let's not deny the power thereof, and let's have the power of God. Remember the book of Acts? The Jews, uh, uh, they, they were, uh, the Jews, the Bible says they went by and they tried to cast out devils. 
They were mimicking Jesus. They were doing exactly what the disciples would do, doing exactly what Jesus would do, behaving just like Jesus, trying to cast out these devils. And do you remember what happened? They said this. The devils would turn around and say, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but who are you? And the devils would leap on them and tear them up in pieces and they fled naked. Because why? They had a form of godliness but denied the power thereof. There was no power. An old story that I've heard uh, told several times that John Rice and Jack Hiles were preaching together. And they were preaching in the, in the, 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 um, uh, the, the, the church building they were in has a tin roof. And they said that a thunderstorm came in and a lightning storm, that rain began to hit the building and it knocked out the sound and the PA went out. But the rain hitting that tin roof was so loud the people could not hear. And while Jack Hiles was preaching, they say that John Rice went outside the side of the, of the building and, 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 and laid his hand upon the, upon the building and he started praying that God would stop the rain. They say that at that time that, that a hole opened up right over the church where the whole area was black and stormy, yet there was one little spot right over the church house where there was no rain. They say that John Rice stood out there and he prayed for over an hour while Jack House preached and stopped the rain. When, the, when Jack House was done preaching, it was John Rice's turn to preach. They say that John Rice came in and said, I stopped the rain for you, now it's your turn to stop the rain for me. I'm saying there's a, there's, a, there's a power that God wants to give his people. There's a, there's a holiness about us. And a right God does not intend for us to live an everyday natural life like everybody else. He wants us to do great works for him. He wants us to raise up the dead. He wants us to heal the sick. He wants us to cast out the devils. He wants us to win people to Christ. He wants us to pray with power. He wants to use us mightily. But I'm afraid today we're stuck in a realm of godliness. But we've denied the power there. Thereof. We have it all. We have everything we need to succeed. Remember, remember Abraham? Abraham takes his son. God said, take your son Isaac and go up into uh, the mountains of Moriah and I want you to sacrifice your son. He takes his son uh, uh, Isaac and they start heading up that hill. And his son says, now hold on a second, Father. He said, we, we have the wood. We have the fire. But where's the lamb for the sacrifice? We're missing something. We're missing that sacrifice. We're missing that lamb. And you know what we have today? We have everything we need to succeed. We have the King James Bible. We have a church. We have freedom. We have the Holy Spirit. We have good teaching. We have good training. We have the gospel echoed across our nation. We have a, 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 a Bible uh, on the radio. We have Bibles in our house stacked up by the dozens. We, we have everything we need to succeed. But we're missing one thing. We're missing the lamb. We're missing getting the lamb involved and the lamb of God to get involved in what we're doing. We have the buildings and we have the examples and we have the teaching, but we're missing the power of God to do his work. I don't know about you, but I don't want to preach in my flesh. I, don't want, I do not want to be able to preach in such a way that when I get done, people leave and as much would have been done in their heart had a lost person stood up here and gave, us, they gave the same speech a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. When we do that, and we don't have the power of God, we're like a car that's out of gas. 
We're like a, a furnace that's out of fuel. We're like a home without electricity. We're like a school without a teacher. One thing thou lackest, we lack that power of God. We lack that Holy Spirit full, filling upon us. Boy, I hope that somehow the people here in this church will get hungry for it and you'll thirst for it and you'll say, I want God to use me. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want God to do something. When you pray, I don't know about you, but when I pray, I want God said that if we will with faith, We'll say to a mountain, be plucked up and cast into the ocean. God said that that mountain will obey us. Has anybody here prayed and had that happen yet? And that was the faith of a mustard seed. We have a hard time praying down, praying down a, a, an extra $20. We have a hard time praying down gas to get us uh, from point A to point B when the car's on empty. We have a hard time. We have a hard time praying down healing for somebody who's sick. I'm trying to say today, we're, we're, we, we need the, the, here in just a little while, we're, uh, uh, a group of us are going down to youth conference. You know, I wonder, is there going to be a church behind praying for these teenagers? Or are we going to forget about them? Hey, do you want a list of who's going? If you want a list of who's going, let me know. I'll send you a list of who's going. And then maybe you can pray for them while they're gone. But let's not just have a form of godliness. Let's pray in power and say, God, shake these young people and change their life and do something in them this week. A form of godliness, but without the power of God. I don't want us to be, have just Sunday school teachers here. Anybody can have a class. Anybody can stand in front of some young people. Anybody can open a Bible and read it. Anybody can tell the story of David and Goliath. Anybody can, 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 can give a Bible example. Anybody can do those things. But I'm asking you today, are we just teaching a lesson? Or is God's power upon us that when we teach that lesson, something happens in the heart of man? That's sitting under our lesson. We've got to have the power of God. Anybody can drive a bus. Anybody can be a bus captain. Anybody can stand on a bus and say, go there, go there, go there, go there. Anybody can walk to the door. Anybody can walk a kid back to the bus. Anybody can do that. But let's not just be a bus captain that the lost world can be. Let's not be a bus captain that anybody can be. Let's be a bus captain that's filled with the power of God that God can use. So when you go and you show up and you knock on the door, something happens and they wake up. And when you go there and they open the door and you say, are you ready? Something happens. That kid that would deny everybody else, but he's under conviction. He cannot deny you. And he gets on that bus. Let's be the, the preacher that's on that bus that preaches those kids and their life is changed. And you sing a song and their life is changed. I'm saying one thing that lacks, and that's the power of God on our life. Let's not be average. Soul winners. One thing thou lackest, the Holy Spirit filling as a soul winner. Anybody can hand out tracts. A lost person could hand out tracts. Anybody can go and tell the gospel. Anybody can go share, share a story with somebody. Oh, but let's not be the type of soul winners that when we go, putting the track on the door is just as powerful as a lost person putting a track on the door. Why don't you sit over here? Let's not have the type of power that when we speak to somebody, it would be just the same as if a lost man spoke to them. Let's have the type of a power that when we speak to them, a tear hits the eye, a conviction hits the heart, a fear and trembling comes over them, and, a, and, and God comes down, the Spirit of God comes down, and we leave that person having born again and ready for God to work in their life. Holy Spirit, one, down, one thing thou lackest, choir member, 
One thing thou lackest when thou sings. Anybody can sing. Anybody can sing a song. Even I can sing a song. Anybody can do that. Wait a minute. One thing you lack is the power of God that when you start to sing, something happens to those that are hearing you. Something falls over them. Something comes over them. Something consumes them. Something breaks their heart. Something brings a tear to their eye. Something invades their personal space. Something comes over them and man alive, that touched my heart. That was good. Why? Because you have been with God. Let's not be like those nine disciples that we can't do anything but what the lost world could do. One thing that lack, we have everything we need to make it. We have everything we need to succeed, but we lack the power of God. Hey, be a song leader. Let's not be a song. Anybody can wave their arms. Anybody can sing a song. Anybody can, no, 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 no. Let's be the type of song leader that we get to sing that something happens in the heart of the people and the people get excited and they want to sing those songs and there's just an air about you and a presence about you that when you walk in, somebody says something is different here. They say about a, 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 a preacher of times past, they said that this man, would, they would, they, that he would pray in such a way that when he was in the room, you could feel his presence. He said that they, they had prayer meetings every Saturday. And as they would pray, sometimes the preacher would not be there when they started. But they said as they began to pray, it was evident when the preacher walked in the room, the whole spirit changed. Why? There was a spirit that came over him. There was a power of God that was there. Let's not just be a junior church preacher. Let's be a junior church preacher with power. Let's not just run a bus route. Let's run it in power. Let's not just be an usher, but usher in power. Let's not just be a, a piano player, but play the piano with power. Let's not just be a mom or a dad. But let's be a mom and a dad that has the power of God that maybe somehow we can change the hearts and lives of our children. We are missing the Holy Spirit power of God. We are being given an authority and a position in our kids' lives. Let's use it to do something great for God. Let's be great prayer warriors. Anybody can get on their knees. But we're missing something today. What we're missing in our lives and our prayer life is empty. Our singing is empty. Our preaching is empty. Our soul winning is empty. Our, our leadership is empty. Our teaching of class is empty. Our mom and dads are empty. Why? Because we are missing the power of God. We have a form of godliness. We have the right walk and the right talk and the right lingo and the, we wear the right shoes and we comb our hair just right and we have the King James Bible, but we're missing something. You know what we're missing? That anointing of God that comes down that when you pray, something happens. When you preach, man, it touches the heart. When you talk to somebody, a life has changed. You young people, you know what you young people are missing in your life? You're missing the anointing of God. You're missing the power of God in your life to reach down. It's funny, you'll watch these guys. This is, and you always tell when they admire their pastor. I, I, I love it. But you'll call them and, and their voicemail will say something like this. Hi, this is Brother So-and-so with Aurora Baptist Church. I'm not available right now. They get, I, I, yeah, I, how many young people say, hey, preacher, what kind of gel do you use in your hair? There's no power in the gel. You know? Hey, preacher, what kind of cologne do you wear? So you wear the same cologne. 
and you you wear you wear you wear Stacy Adams shoes and and you're carrying nose drops in your pocket, you know, and uh, you don't even need them, but preacher does it, you know, and so we use it. In the, and uh, uh, listen, we we have a form of godliness, but we're denying the power thereof. The, 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 the power is not in the form. The power is in the filling. The power is not on the outside. The power is on the inside. Let's get things right with God and let's preach with power. Let's be the real thing. Let's not be fake. Let's not be dead. We're missing something. We have a form of godliness, but we're denying the power thereof. The form is the appearance, but it's not real. How many people at a War Baptist church have a form, but it's not real? How many of us have a picture, but that's all it is? It's not real. You know one thing we lack at a Royal Baptist church? We lack the power of God on the individual. You young people going to youth conference this week, you know what I hope? I hope you come back with a hunger and a thirst, and a change. When you get back here, you want the power of God. You get back here and say, I want to do something now. I want to serve God. I want to do something big. I hope the next time you sing a special, it's not just words that you sing, but let's get alone and say, God, please do something with me. You know, I go and before I preach, I'll find a place to get alone for it and say, God, please, you just do something in somebody's life miraculous today a form of godliness but we deny the power thereof and if we do that listen to me listen to me and i'm done if we have the form of godliness without the power then we are not the real deal and we're fake and we're nothing more than a facade and a picture but there's nothing to it let's be the real deal that when we when we stand and do God's work, whether it be winning a soul or praying a prayer or singing a song or preaching a sermon, when we do the work of God, it's the real deal and the power of God begins to flow through us. We have everything we need. We have a church. We have a Bible. We have a God. We have a Holy Spirit. We have a Savior. We have good examples. We have a fellowship. We have each other. We have everything we need. But we're missing one thing is the power of God upon us. Let's bow our heads tonight, please. Heads.